another episode of TV I Say with Ashley Ray. Another episode, another episode of TV I Say with Hello and welcome to another episode of TV I Say with Ashley Ray. I'm your host, Ashley Ray. I can't believe we're already on episode 15. Look at that. It just flies by the highs, the lows, so many highs, the guests that we've had on the show, Brandy Evans, Harvey Guillen, Seth Rogen, Roxanne Gay, so amazing. Uh, Also the lows. You know, there was that episode where I just talked about hoarders for like 15 minutes. You know, I'm sorry about that. But hey, this is my podcast about TV. And if I want to talk about hoarders, I can talk about hoarders. (laughs) You know, this passion of mine. I just let it take me where it takes me, you know? There it is. So let's get into it. Let's get into the watch list. Very short watch list this week, actually. Not too much new TV. You know, we had the Super Bowl, so that cut out a lot of new shows. People don't really like to go up against the Super Bowl. Even 90 Day Fiance didn't have a new episode this week. It'll be back this Sunday. You'll get to enjoy our wonderful cast, including today's episode guests, Tariq and Hazel. They'll be on the show. So, you know, not too much on the watch list this week. We have Firefly Lane on Netflix. Brand new show out starring Katherine Heigl, Sarah Chalky. I watched it all for you in a day, also because there was nothing else to watch. So (laughs) I got through all of it. And you know, it was a pretty okay, delightful, I guess, white lady show. You know, like one of those just feel good, whatever, lifetime, feel good white lady shows. It's like what you think Grace and Frankie is going to be. But then Grace and Frankie is like a really funny, smart comedy. And then Firefly Lane is just like this really depressing, weird, semi-feminist story about female friendship, kind of. It's set in 2003, which I constantly was forgetting. Like, I would just be watching and then I just would be like, I don't know why she's talking about MySpace and flip phones, but like, okay. And then I would be like, oh, right, right. This is set in 2003. Like, there's a part where she's like, my husband and I stopped kissing around the time of 9-11. And I was like, oh, my God, that's so long. And then I was like, oh, right, 2003. But the show switches time periods. It goes between the 70s, the 90s, the early 2000s. And it's very hard sometimes to tell which time period the show is in, like, especially as it kind of goes forward. You're like, wait, is this the 90s? Which part of her career are we in again? And they give people like different haircuts so you can tell the difference. And some of the wigs are really funny. But mostly the show just kind of feels like if it had come out in like 1997 on CBS as like a network miniseries, it would have been really enjoyable. Something you could watch with like your mom and grandma. But on Netflix, it's kind of just like, what is this Lifetime-esque show? They also like, because it takes place in different eras, they use some very questionable old age makeup. There's a mother character who, God bless that actress, because she was just like, you put the gray hair on me, you put the old people makeup on me, and that is all I will do to signify that I am older. She did not change any other aspects of the character. She wasn't even like, I'll move a little slower. She's just like, I'm just going to be the exact same character, but now I have a gray wig on. And I respect that choice. So Firefly playing on Netflix, you know, I I guess it ends on this pretty interesting cliffhanger. If it did get a second season, I would keep watching. It's one of those things where it's just perfectly fine enough to watch. 
You know, you can just kind of let it flow over you. After that, I do have the Super Bowl on the list. I did watch it just for the commercials. You know me, I, I like TV that also mostly sometimes includes TV commercials. And there was one commercial. If you follow me on my new Twitter account, because I yes, I'm back after my suspension. I'm back on my new account at the Ashley Ray, the with two E's. But I'm back on it. And I saw this commercial and I rushed to Twitter to share my opinion. I was like, everyone's going to agree that this commercial was so delightful, so funny, so great. I can't wait to share my thought with the world. And I can't wait to be met with love and applause and just general agreement. So I get on Twitter and I tweet, the Oatly Oat Milk commercial really did it for me. And it turns out everyone else is on the wrong side of history because they all hated that commercial. Everyone else is like, oh my gosh, send the Oatly CEO to jail. I'll never, ever in my life drink Oatly oat milk. And I was ready to marry the man. I loved that commercial. In a sea of like celebrity cameo appearances and just relatively boring commercials to me. I remember a time when brands used the Super Bowl to take risks with their commercials. They wanted to do weird stuff. They wanted to be the weird commercial everyone was talking about. And now nobody wants to be weird. Everybody wants to be like Bruce Springsteen standing next to a trailer in the middle of America, like, I don't know, talking about how a Jeep is unity or something, which... Jeeps are the most divisive vehicle in the world. You either love Jeeps or you hate Jeeps. There's no unity there. But I thought the Oatly commercial would bring us all together. It did not. Anyway, I enjoyed it. And I guess the Super Bowl was fine. I don't know. The weekend was fine. Moving on, we have WandaVision. Still killing it. Was really happy we got a new episode of WandaVision last week. You know... This was one of those episodes where I was like, okay, I guess it would be helpful if I watched the Avenger movies or whatever, because there were a lot of things in this one where I had to like ask people like, hey, what is going on? What does this mean? And the answers I got after very nice people explained it to me (laughs) really did help my understanding. And I just can't wait to see where the show goes. Obviously, no spoilers here on TV, I say. But there was a character who is revealed at the end who makes this appearance which I won't say who the actor is, because saying who the actor is, I guess, would spoil it. If you are knowledgeable of the MCU and X-Men movies and stuff, that could be a potential spoiler. But what I will say is that I am a huge fan of this guy, and I was absolutely delighted when he was the person standing at the door. And I cannot wait to see him do more. Because if you know me and you know my love of TV and different shows, you know I have followed his career for a long time. And also, my high school boyfriend looks exactly like that actor. So, anyway, next up on the list, Saturday Night Live. We had a new SNL with Dan Levy and Phoebe Bridger, a musical guest. I really did enjoy this episode of SNL. It was fine. Uh, You know, there were mostly sketches where I just felt like everybody was really enjoying themselves. Like, I could tell Dan was really happy to be there. I liked the Zillow sketch. I know that that one got some drama or whatever, but I really liked that one. It was my favorite sketch, probably. Also, the sketch people kind of overlooked that I thought was really good was the It Gets Better one. I thought that one was even better than the Zillow sketch, but... That one wasn't, you know, what the Twitter universe was talking about. But I did think it was a step up from the episode the week before with John Krasinski. So I still watch SNL because I watch all the TV. I watch it for you. 
So that is the watch list. That's all the TV I watch. Like I said, not a ton of television. But up next, we have this wonderful, wonderful interview with Tariq and Hazel from 90 Day Fiance. I'm so excited to have them on the show. As viewers know, if you watch 90 Day, Tariq and Hazel, they're the first, actually, the first couple on the show to openly explore an open marriage, non-monogamy. If you listen or read anything I do outside of just this podcast. You've maybe heard my appearances on Diking Out, or you read my piece in The Guardian about polyamory. You know that I am also a non-monogamous person. I'm very down with the poly cause. (laughs) And there was a documentary announced that is now out on HBO called There Is No I in Threesome. And when I saw this documentary, it just made me angry immediately. (laughs) I wrote about it on the newsletter because it just covers these very stereotypical ideas of polyamory, that it's all about threesomes and sex and, you know, the jealousy and the flashiness of it. And I don't know how that is still an interesting narrative. Like maybe back in the days of like HBO real sex, when people were like, oh my gosh, this is so revolutionary and shocking. But now it's 2021 and Jada and Will do it. Like it's not a really interesting or surprising thing. And I just think 90 Day Fiance with Tariq and Hazel, they've been doing such a really interesting and good job portraying the more realistic kind of complex sides of non-monogamy, that it's mostly conversations and talking about boundaries. And, you know, I wanted a chance to really talk to them, Tariq and Hazel, about their process and how they came to do this and how they do it together. Because I felt like, you know, if there's anyone who could give them a fair opportunity, it would be me. So really, really excited to have them on the pod. Here it is. Enjoy that conversation. Thank you. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Welcome to TV I Say with Ashley Ray. Today, I am so excited. I have Tariq and Hazel on the show from 90 Day Fiance. As you know, I am an outspoken, polyamorous, non-monogamous person, and I absolutely love them on the show. They're detailing their journey, opening their relationship, and it's been one of my favorite stories to follow this season. So I'm so excited to have you here. How are you two doing? You're doing well. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. And you're in California, right? No, we're on the other ocean. Oh, my gosh. I feel like on the show, I'm always like California. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, because they always start our segments off showing the boardwalk at the oceanfront. And it's West Coast. (laughs) So (laughs) 
Yeah, it looks very much, you know, Malibu looking or something, but it's not. Yeah, it's just Virginia Beach. Yeah. So most 90 Day fans originally met you on Before the 90 Days. How does it now feel to be in America, to have your story progressing to that next level? Hmm. You know, it's not that different for us. I would say it's not that different than from Before the 90 Days, you know, to us doing 90 Day Fiance. It's kind of the same process, you know. And for us, we've always kind of been together. So it's not like there's a big change for us other than she doesn't like American fruit. Oh, really? (laughs) What's wrong with American fruit? Just the mango. It tastes, I don't know, it's not the same. Yeah, Yeah. I I don't know. It's not as sweet or it's too sweet in America. Oh, not sweet. Yeah, yeah, we're of, yeah, yeah, we're of the total opposite mind. Like we filmed in some islands called the El Nido Islands when we did before the 90 days. And so we got pineapple and mangoes fresh right off the tree. Yeah. You know, in the middle of the subtropic Pacific. So the fruit just tasted like candy and it was warm. And so now we go to Kroger and she's like, oh, like okay, we'll go, you know, let's go to Walmart. And they're hard and green. It looked like footballs. So. Yeah. Yeah. And they're kind of pale when you cut them open. It's just not the same at all. Yeah. 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 And then they crunch. Mangoes aren't supposed to crunch. <laughs> so I, and there are a lot of difference, obviously, in America. And some of the freedoms that I guess that you have here and that we're seeing in the show is that you get to explore your bisexuality Hazel, what has that been like for you? Being bisexual here in America, is, um, I feel more comfortable and I am happy. Yeah, I think it's so clear. I mean, even now you seem so happy and you have this energy that I feel like we didn't really see on Before the 90 Days. And it's just really nice seeing you two like, be so playful and happy together. So Tariq, I'm curious, you know, a lot of guys, I feel like, would be a little intimidated. They'd be a little like, I don't know about this. No way. No, you're not coming over here and doing this. What are you talking about? How did you kind of approach that? Okay. Caveat. I am not getting political at all for the <laughs> listeners. You will never know my political bend, and I have a heavy one. But I will tell you, socially, I am a live and let live kind of person. You know, far be it from me as being a black man in America with a black daughter to tell someone to basically try to police someone else's life. With the history of us in America, we should be the most liberal socially people, I think. So for me, it's just a thing where I just would like people to be able to be whoever the hell they are. If you're gay, be gay and be happy you're gay. And you shouldn't have to not tell people. You shouldn't have to hide. If you're bisexual, be bisexual. If you're a man or a woman and you feel like you're born in the wrong body, change your damn body. What does that have to do with me? (laughs) My attitude is let people be happy being who they are. If it doesn't affect you, if it doesn't hurt you, it's none of your damn business. Yeah. And I like the sort of approach you two have in the show where we're seeing you do this and it's not, we have it all figured out. This is how every relationship should be. Well, this is what's up. It's very just, 
We're figuring it out as we go along. We're getting these rules together. So I'm kind of curious about that aspect of it. You know, did you do a ton of reading beforehand? Did you, you know, get all the books on non-monogamy and stuff? Or was it just kind of like, we'll figure this out? (laughs) No, we did not take the scientific approach. (laughs) (laughs) Hazel was like, I like men and I like girls. That's it. And I was like, I, I like girls too. So yeah, and we're basically winging it, making up our own rules as we go, but just trying to make sure that we don't hurt each other. When you said you didn't hurt me, I mean, make sure we don't hurt each other. You hurt me. Right. Yeah, by breaking up the, breaking up the agreement we had. Okay. That's true. I have to say, as a viewer, I feel like Hazel has been so clear about her rules, about what she wants, about the agreements. And I feel like you have been given a gift and she's making it so easy to follow the rules, Tariq. Listen, disclaimer, men are dumb. We're dumb. (laughs) I don't like the We we just are. Um, That question, Hazel. That was a good question. (laughs) We're not trying. It's, oh, it's like I'm happy to be a dumb man. Yeah, thank That's Wow, this is going in the direction I didn't think. There was going to be some kind of hyperbole that takes me back to being intelligent, but you're sticking with the dumb. So, well, okay. In all seriousness, we had a maybe girlfriend, pseudo-girlfriend, what we can define it as. We're still kind of debating that, but it didn't work out. Long story short, and Hazel basically forbid me from any communication, right? Okay, and I abided by that for the most part. But again, this is a learning curve for both of us. So I really had no ill intention. I really wasn't trying to do anything nefarious, right? Like I wasn't trying to, you know, sneak a, hey, what's up? You know, can we get back together? Any of that. It really wasn't. And so I think this is what I mean, the dumb man blind spot. Yeah. And just to give you some credit, you know, when you're doing polyamory open relationships for the first time, it's hard to understand that line of, am I talking to an ex or am I just checking in on an old friend who I kind of know? There can be that thing where you kind of have to figure it out. But I do think that Hazel does a pretty good job of communicating those needs. (laughs) Yeah, I found that out. So I found out that poly or not, when your fiance tells you that they forbid you from contacting someone, there are no caveats with that. There's not, okay, I forbid you from talking or texting this person unless there's a worldwide pandemic. See, <laughs> the man... Why, you... <laughs> why don't I just... Yeah, pray that the person. Pray for the person. See? There so you go. Is... I like that, Hazel. You're in my prayers. That's right. That's what I'm going to tell all of my... Your exes, they can stay in your prayers. <laughs> Or yes. I found that out. I know I found that, but see? <laughs> see what I mean, I do think this is so good because I think a lot of people, when they hear about open relationships, they think about HBO real sex and all of these documentaries and crazy right. stuff. And they don't right. think about just miscommunications like this and how, you know, so much of it is just talking. It's really not as fun and sexy and as exciting as people think. No. Most no. of it is just... No. (laughs) Well, if you start from the beginning premise that all people are flawed, we're all flawed. For all of you men out there 
who think it would just be like you definitely hit the jackpot, you know, if your fiance or girlfriend or wife is bisexual, or whatever. And she says, OK, we can bring in another person. Bruh, listen to me. Take it from me. It's not easy. It's not easy. You are really taking on another person's emotions, mm-hmm. another person's baggage. I'm talking about a second person. You're taking on their baggage, their hurts, their concerns, their worries. And then you have to figure out a way how to incorporate that into your already relationship. So now you have a dynamic where you have to make sure that you don't forego your fiance or girlfriend or boyfriend or whoever. You don't, I guess you would call it primary. You don't forego your primary's feelings trying to make sure that the other person is good. That was my mistake. I was just trying to see that the girl was alive. And Hazel's like, yeah, but I said never. Yeah, and she's your primary. That has to be where the respect is. Whatever happened, and you said, I agree. No, I didn't, but that... You agreed. <laughs> I did agree. I understand what the agreement was, but I kind of thought that when worldwide pandemic happens, that checking on people, are you alive? Are you okay? you know, was okay. Yeah, it changes things. I'm kind of curious, you know, I feel like for a lot of the fans who watch the show, they've really never seen something like this. I see comments from people that are just like, I don't understand what they're doing. What are some of the biggest misconceptions that you've seen from people watching? I think the biggest misconception for people who have never been in something like this, especially 90 Day Fiance viewers, is that to be engaged or to be in a relationship or to be married or whatever. And for both people to openly want someone else to bring someone else in that you are a immoral, right? B you're some kind of masochist, right? C that you might even be dangerous or something like that for that. You shouldn't be raising children just the craziest things in the world. So I would say this, the biggest misconception is that people think that you're a sexual, not in a good way, but a sexual freak. Like you're a freak person, you know, like the Joker in the Batman movies. <laughs> yeah, you know, you're just out to destroy people and their relationships. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, I'm destroy like, monogamy and marriage. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, no, bro, I do real estate. You know what I'm saying? Like we go to Kroger, you know, we watch Netflix. We're not doing any sacrifices in the house. You know, we're not burning rabbits. You know, there's none of that. People like us are normal, regular, moral people. We have a moral compass. And I would go so far as to say that we have more of a moral compass than people who would judge people who are polyamorous. Why? Because we don't judge you. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Also, when you think of things like you see so many people in 90 Day who cheat on each other, who are dealing with, let me go through your phone and I want to see who you're talking, all of that. And it's like, I see you two and you're able to just say, okay, you messed up. Let's have this conversation and talk about this boundary. And you don't see other couples do that. You have people, of course, I'm not going to name. I mean, but you have people who did things like, while I believe married, I mean, just rompering in bathrooms, 
Yeah. You know, uh, the barbershop bathrooms. I know what couples you're talking about. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, yo, I mean, there's nothing nefarious here. Nobody's sneaking, nobody. So getting back to the question, so I don't ramble on forever. The biggest misconception about people like us is that we are immoral. The only thing that we don't do is follow your zealotry, right? We don't follow your freaking rules, bro. Sorry to tell you, there are people who don't have to follow what you believe. Yeah. Right? And that makes us no less moral, no less upstanding citizens and all of that, right? Hazel is a loving mother, right? I am a loving father. And Hazel, I'm curious because I feel like for women, most people, when they hear about this type of relationship, they're like, oh, is it like sister wives? Is he making you do this? They're always like, the guy is in control of this. And what I've loved is that, you know, you've been so vocal about what you like and what you are into from even who y'all are looking for on dating apps. It just, to me, it's so refreshing to just see Hazel leading this. Mama driving the car, for sure. Oh, so you're not driving the car? How? You mean by the rules? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Who makes the rules, me or you? Me. <laughs> yeah. I think most people think, oh, is Tariq making the rules? Is the man making all the rules here? Is she happy with this? Okay. So I'm going to assist in the question, right? Are you being forced to have a girlfriend? Am I making you have a girlfriend? No. Because in the beginning, we both like it. Right. We want it. Right. Of course. Exactly. And also, who makes the rules? Me. Exactly. It's so clear in the show. I don't see how people can watch and go, you know, this is immoral. Oh my gosh, how can they do this? When to me, it's so obvious. You two are so happy with the arrangement and figuring it out and working it out together. And again, for me, being a heterosexual man, There are things that I think people need to see. I think people need to see that a sort of alpha male can take a back seat to the female and she says, I'm making the rules. This is the kind of girl I want. You can agree with it or we don't have a girl. Yeah. So I'm agreeing with you. Yeah. Of course, I'm agreeing with you. (laughs) And so I also want to know, do you have any advice or tips you would give to other couples out there listening who are watching you on the show and going, maybe we should try this. Maybe we should give this a shot. Do you have any advice for other people who think they might want to do it? For those couples who want to add one more, why not? Yeah. I mean, why not? I feel like it's so easy with all the apps now. There's so many books. It's so easy to talk about it. We see it now on TLC every Sunday. <laughs> it's not but this you know you know, strange thing anymore. But you know what's so crazy about it is obviously because we're, I guess you would want to call it the first in this series that's about international dating and international marriage and all of this or whatever. The first normally get the brunt of the hate. Yeah. Right. So we trust me, you know, we have blocked more people (laughs) on social media (laughs) in a month than most people will their whole life. But for me, the funny thing about it is and it's funny to me that a lot of men take this super moral high ground. Oh, my God. You know, you're an abomination and this and that and the other and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, so, bro. If me and you were at a bar, 
right? Just dudes, just me and you, Mr. Super Moral. You should never bring another woman into your marriage or you being fiance or girl. If me and you were at a ball and we're throwing back some cold ones, no women, not your woman, not one woman around. And I asked you, bro, if your wife or girlfriend or fiance asked you to do a threesome, she wanted to bring in another girl. What would you really tell me? What would the Miller lights say to me? <laughs> right? Yeah. 99% of these super moral would say, hell yeah, I would do it. Yeah. And it's also, you know, are you asking your wife or girlfriend or fiance, why does she want that? That's a whole conversation. And it's like, are you understanding your partner's needs in the end is what it comes down I to. Are, I think there are a whole lot of dudes who are living in glass houses, throwing boulders. It's just <laughs> that we're on TV so they can play the super moral. This is disgusting role in front of their wife. But if their wife turned around and asked them, well, why don't we try it? I doubt I would hear a lot of, oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> you know, some new dudes are I got it. Yeah. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast wherever you get your podcasts. TV So are there any couples in the 90 Day Fiance universe that you think should try an open relationship? Any that you're like, maybe you two would be better off. <laughs> Robert and Annie, well, yeah, because Annie already said she want to get down. She was like, that's true. Said, I want a threesome. <laughs> that was, and Robert was like, oh, uh, okay. Okay. Uh, <laughs> she was having a good time at that strip club. She was. Yeah. So you say Robert and Annie. I'm going to surprise you. Nope. I'm going to say Kalani. Ooh, Kalani and Asuelo. And Asuelo. I'm going to say I think they might want to dip into the poly pond. And the reason <laughs> I say that, the reason I say that is because I don't know if she was joking or not. There was one episode, Kalani and Asuelo were on Pillow Talk, and something was happening with one of the couples uh, they were talking about. And some man, one of the dumb dudes on Night Day Fiance, did something stupid to his fiance. And she was like, Why would he do that? I would date her. She should date me. And I was like, Mm hmm. Yeah, Kalani got a little bit of the wild in her. I can see that. I think she's one of my favorites. And I am always just like, I just want her to be with someone who loves her and appreciates her and whose in laws aren't trying to beat her up all the time. Right. So, a sweet move. <laughs> <laughs> 
listen to your mans, <laughs> right? Listen to your mans. Ask Kalani, tell her Tariq told you to ask her if y'all might want to try a soiree. It might help your relationship. Might help things out. <laughs> I think those are great answers. I think those are the couples I'd go with too. Yeah. And maybe Chantal y Pedro, but I think that's just oh. purely selfish because I would date either one of them. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, that's her. Not us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Right, right. That's my guess. Okay. Yeah, I don't know how that would work, but... I think it'd be a lot of drama with them, I'll admit. Like, I think they definitely argue, fight a lot, but they're both really cute, so... Okay. See, the thing is, I would like people to understand that just like you have to learn your partner in a regular boyfriend, girlfriend, fiance, marriage, relationship, whatever, you have to learn that person. You have to learn their likes, dislikes, what angers them, what hurts them, you know, all of that. It's the same thing when you add another person. It really isn't rocket science. It really isn't. This is a human being, right, who is attracted to both or whatever or multiple people or whatever. That does not make them an animal, right? It doesn't make them some kind of subhuman or anything like that. You know, and to be honest with you, I'm just going to put it out there, right, since we're being honest. I like poly people better than I do people who have just the regular, what I guess. Monogamous, usually. Monogamous. And I'm going to tell you why. Because I have found that poly people are the least judgmental people you will ever meet in your life. Yeah. And I feel like most people don't realize that there are so many poly people out there. I feel like most poly people keep it to themselves. (laughs) And then you'll kind of hear about like, there's this documentary on HBO coming out. There is no I in threesome and people will be like, oh my gosh, this is so crazy. And then it's just like, I mean, you know, Will Smith and Jada had an open marriage. Like, you know, these celebrities do it. You know, these people do it, but we don't really talk about it that way in a way that where it's like, this is a normal thing. Yeah. And I would say this, all of the people who are 90 Day Fiance viewers within voice shot listening to me, right? A lot of your husbands and wives are DMing us in secret saying, I'm so happy you're showing this on TV, right? Because I would love to do this with my wife, right? But she would kill me. Or I would love to ask my husband, but he might be intimidated. So we hear a lot of what you're talking about. People who are guests may be closeted poly, yeah. you know? And so we hear it. We hear a lot of it. And it's a lot of girls. I would guess Hazel probably gets a lot of girls hitting her up. (laughs) Listen, let me tell you something. When they asked her, what is your type? And she said, brown girl. Why did she say that? (laughs) Why did she say that? We, yeah. There are a lot of, yeah, 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 yeah. And I stay out of it. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing is that people are so much more open to it than I think the media will let you realize. But you two are doing it. You're showing everybody this is a real lifestyle. You know, like you said, you're normal, moral people, good parents, and you're doing this. So the last question that that I ask everybody, just wrapping up, what are you watching on TV other than 90 Day Fiance? What else do you like to watch together? You tell (laughs) them. How to catch smugglers. There's a show. See, she's got her National Geographic shirt on. There's a show called To Catch a Smuggler. Oh. And it's basically about people who try to import bad things into the U.S. 
she's fascinated with the show. So I have seen that show. It is, I watched like one episode and I was like, I could watch this for days. It is so fascinating. I had no clue that it is this whole process to smuggle things into countries. Like no idea. And shoes and body orifices and all kinds of stuff. So is there anything else you two are watching? Or are we going to see the two of you on a 90-day pillow talk together? Are you going to be watching your own season on The Strikes Back? You know, to be honest, and I might get spanked for saying this, we don't watch a lot of 90-day fiancé. We don't watch a lot of it. But, you know, she does that, and I watch a lot of politics. I'm the nerd dude who watches all of the news shows and the political shows and all of that kind of stuff. So that's uh, kind of what I watch on TV all day at nauseum. She gets sick of it. You know, <laughs> I, that is probably better than watching 90 day fiance all day. Like I do probably a little more educational. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, but we do watch it and she has people on the show, even on this season that she likes and stuff. So. Do you two get a chance to kind of like bond with other people on the show a lot? I know like I talked to David and Annie and they were like, oh, we're kind of close with Darcy and we hang out with these people. Do you two get to hang out with other people? No, we're the black sheep. (laughs) (laughs) We are the renegades of 90 Day Fiance. Listen, I will tell you this and nobody knows this and I'm going to give her a shout out because she did it. Out of all of the cast members in this season, the only person who contacted us to say hi I'd like to meet you guys, whatever, was Stephanie. Wow. I like Stephanie. I like yeah. Stephanie. Yep, I Stephanie. feel like she's a really nice person. Yeah. I mean, and she reached out to us. She was like, yo, what's up? This was at the beginning of the season, you know, and she was like, hey, hopefully we can meet up if y'all make it to the, t- if there's a tell-all or whatever, you know, I'd like to meet y'all, blah, 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 which was a really endearing thing. Nobody yeah. else the show. I did meet Brandon. Oh, yeah. yeah, on the you were on Bears All Together, right? Right, right, right. Me and him chopped it up in the green room, you know, so me and him are cool. So we would probably end up kicking it with Brandon and Julia. Yeah, Brandon and Julia, because they're a couple hours up the road, so. Yeah, yeah I, I, that's going to make things interesting for the tell-all. I mean, my guess, everyone is afraid that Hazel is going to steal their fiancé. That would be my <laughs> guess. Like, Hazel, you're beautiful and amazing and so cool, and I just think all these guys are like... Too intimidating. I have to think, would you rather date Yovi or Hazel? I'm going to go Hazel every time. That is hilarious. So Hazel is Mr. Steal Your Girl now. Yeah. That's the only thing that's making sense to me is that Brandon, Yovi, they're all like, Hazel's going to come in. She could take these girls away from me. Hey, I'm going to tell you, I've watched Hazel in action. You know, you better handcuff your girl tight when she's around. (laughs) I'm joking. I'm joking. Me too. Me too, Hazel. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but I'm just saying, the other 90-day couples, these guys, they're not all able to put that alpha in the back seat, you know? <laughs> well, yeah, and I go there willingly. Again, I'll just say this. Who Hazel has become, she is growing into a better person every day. This is what she has to go through for us to be public figures and then to be the first on the show, you know, to do what we're doing. She's kind of taking it in stride and she still remains to be herself. So y'all haters, all y'all doing is giving us fodder to laugh at, bro. So just stop. (laughs) Just stop. She likes women. When she goes out, women are checking her out. You know what I'm saying? And she probably could take your girl. So chill out. Yeah. 
So stop being intimidated. Other 90 day couples, come on, get over it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh my gosh. Thank you so much, you two. This has been so much fun. Is there anything else you two want to plug? Anything the listeners should know? Anything exciting you have coming up? Yes, you. We are in the process of starting a lipstick line for Hazel. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, we're going to start out with just some lipsticks or whatever, because she was wearing her own on one of the episodes and a whole bunch of girls said, what lipstick is that you're wearing? I need that. Uh, oh my gosh. You were wearing your own lipstick on the show. That's so cool. Yeah. The one when she thrashed me on TV. <laughs> you yeah. know what? I immediately thought of that scene because your lipstick looked amazing in that scene. <laughs> yeah. yeah <laughs> like that's sitting her. at the table. So, yeah. Yeah. That's so, so exciting. And I right, assume yeah. we can, we can follow on Instagram, follow on the social media for updates. Yep. Hopefully next couple of months, it'll be available for anyone who wants to purchase it. Yeah, that is so cool. And obviously we will keep watching this season. We're so excited for the tell-all. Thank you so much for being on TV I Say today. Thank you. It was fun. It was fun. You had fun too. That was so great. Like I said, 90 Day Fiance, back this weekend, this Sunday, watch on TLC to see Tariq and Hazel in their journey as they look for a girlfriend and tell you all about non-monogamy. Coming up on the pod, I always try to give you like homework or whatever, something to get you ready for the next one. I actually, last episode, had hyped this next guest. I'm just going to tell you, Eric Edelstein, who I absolutely love, friend of the pod, wonderful pal, just an all-around great guy. He's going to be on the pod to talk. Drunk history, so many amazing things. Just TV legend, shameless, all the things he's been in. So that's so exciting to look forward to. I mean, I can't even tell you all the shows you can watch to get ready for that episode because he's been in so much TV. So it's just going to be real insider TV baseball that episode. (laughs) We have a lot of fun. We mostly smoked a ton of weed and talked about so much TV. It's amazing. So that's next week's. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of TV I Say. If you love the pod, if you want to support us, again, we have the newsletter. If you want TV recommendations right in your inbox, hey, subscribe. You can support us there. Or there's the Patreon where I have extra interviews, transcripts. You can tell me what to watch. I'm working on different reviews for shows people have asked me to watch. I'm working through Dark this German show that has so many seasons. I'll be posting reviews on there. So if you want to support the Patreon, you can do that. Or, you know, just keep listening, rate and review. I am so grateful for every listener. Just really thankful for all the support the pod has. 15 episodes. Oh my goodness. There it is. You know, and as I always like to say, we'll be back next week with another episode. The TV I Say theme song was made by Rafia Santana, and our artwork was created by Chastity Hyman. TV I Say with Ashley Ray. Another episode, another episode of TV I Say with Ashley Ray. Another episode, another episode of TV I Say.